Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushville. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of April 9, 2020. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will continue to hold its Friday roundabouts by phone throughout April. This is a great chance to get together and talk about a timely topic, something different every week. Roundabout by phone begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Everyone is welcome. To join Roundabout, call 669-900-6833 and enter the code 3572-595-193. Here are some other events that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. All of these events are by conference call. Start dialing and get in on the conversation. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its board meeting on Saturday, April 11 at 11 a.m. Call 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. On April 13, ACB Next Generation the National Organization will hold its conference call at 8.30 p.m. on the Zoom line. ACB members and individuals under the age of 40 are invited to join this nationwide call. Call 669-900-6833 and enter the code 3572-595-193. On April 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro will hold its regular monthly meeting, but this time it will be on the Zoom line from 1 to 2 p.m. Central Time. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 3572-595-193. On April 15, you're invited to join the Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision for its next Low Vision Support Group meeting via Zoom at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Individuals statewide experiencing low vision are encouraged to ask questions, share tips, and offer comments. On April 17, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind roundabout will be a telephone bingo. For more information, call KCB at 502-895-4598. On April 19, the Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation will hold its monthly chapter meeting at 8 p.m., on the Zoom line, 669-900-6833, and enter code 3572-595-193. April 19 is also the next meeting of ACB families. At 9 p.m. Eastern, call from anywhere in the country, 712-432-3900, enter code 796096. April 20 is the KCB board meeting at 8 p.m., April 24 is the GLCB Roundabout by phone at 7.30 p.m., which will include page turners and other related activities. And April 25 is the ACB Next Generation Saturday Night Live Chat Hangout at 8 p.m. All of these calls are on the Zoom number at 669-900-6833. Tony Stevens, ACB's new 
Director of Development, joins us on page two. Some of you may recognize Tony. He previously worked for ACB as our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. We're very pleased to have Tony back on the ACB team. ACB chapters and affiliates, as well as many other organizations, boards and committees, large and small, are often interested in issues related to how to conduct meetings. Our constitutions and bylaws often refer to Robert's Rules of Order. But reading Robert's can be quite tedious. It's a very long and dry book. Add to that the fact that, like anything else, general practice in conducting meetings tends to change a little bit over time, and it can be an endless task to keep up on Robert's Rules. On page 3, we've included a brief recorded summary of Robert's Rules that KCB has used as a basis for training at some of our Crossroads conferences in the past. While this is not the latest version of Robert's, it is a good introduction to keeping meetings running smoothly. We hope you'll find some information here that will help you in your next chapter, board, or committee meeting. And thanks for listening to Soundprints for this week. Page two. I'm speaking with Tony Stevens, who is the Director of Development with the American Council of the Blind. Tony works out of the Alexandria, Virginia office. And um, if you recognize his name, it's because he worked for ACB for several years as our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. And so, Tony, we're just real glad that you're back with ACB, and welcome back to Soundprints. Thank you so much, Carla. It's nice to be back and good to talk to you again. Tony, tell us, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you were with ACB before, and, and then also tell us, tell us about your new, new job with ACB. It's brand new, as a matter of fact. You just came back in March. So, it uh, is brand new. I came back in March, right, as things started to change around the country, yeah. which makes life working in a nonprofit interesting. Yes. Um, but yeah, for the past year, I, I had an excellent opportunity. So those that know me closely know I've got two young kids, a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old right now. They're in that formative part of their life where they were going through school and, and just wanted to be a part of their life. An opportunity came up uh, that someone engaged me with here in Baltimore. I live in Baltimore City. So when I was director of advocacy, I would commute down a little over two hours commute one way, each way to D.C. every day. Um, and, you know, it just sort of where my kids were at that time. I was wanting to try to spend a little bit more time with the core year, and an opportunity came up to run a nonprofit here in Baltimore called the Downtown Baltimore Family Alliance. So, uh, you know, some people keyed me into it, and, uh, you know, so I was brought in as executive director for DFA, a small nonprofit membership association. We represented families and focused a lot on, on education, advocacy, and, and trying to sustain families in the city of Baltimore. It's an inner city with a lot of a lot of issues, folks have maybe seen playing out on national news over the past five years, but, you know, just kind of being where our family is settled, uh, you know, it was an opportunity to, you know, really a, a reduced hours in a sense, with no commute, hardly. Yes. Um, so it gave me a very, very vital year to sort of be with my kids during a, a transition year that they were having. And, uh, but, you know, you spend the year with your kids, and it's like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, ready to move on now. Um, <laughs> but now, I, I say that in full depth, but I spent a year with that nonprofit, and you know, was able to bring them around, in a sense, and really dive into some fundraising and bring the organization back into the black. And then, you know, this opportunity availed itself with ACB to be director of advocacy. Eric had 
sort of touched touched base with me, let me know it was, you know, going to be a position they were going to be, you know, competitively taking applications for. And, um, and so I, I submitted an application in the sense of just really thinking through it. You know, a, a year away, uh, while the job with DBFA here in Baltimore gave me a great opportunity of just really getting immersed in fundraising. About 60% of my job was fundraising because there was a very small outfit. Um, you know, this opportunity came, I've always worked in communications for the 30 years, 31 years now, uh, I've worked in nonprofits. About 25 years of those, I've worked my whole life in nonprofits, about 25 years I've been in some capacity in communications, public relations, a little bit in public radio and media, um, you know, community organizing and things like that. It had always been sort of relationship building. And, uh, you know, the past year doing pretty intense fundraising with DBFA, uh, you know, it, it was a, a position that was new to ACB, and uh, you know the way Eric was sort of pitching it, it sounded like there was a lot of exciting opportunities. Which, as I've come in, there's definitely exciting opportunities before we even sort of entered into this new era of, of what's going on in our country. But yeah, it was, um, you know, what I, I'm spearheading now in a sense is, is uh, you know, thanks to the board of ACB and, and the elected members that, that lead the organization by the members themselves. You know, it's it's stepping into a new era of really amping up our engagement on, on trying to bring it up to scale. You know, working over the next couple of years, we'll be doing a significant push towards increasing uh, significantly the amount of revenue we bring in. Now, of course, we've got a lot of challenges right now uh, where we, you know, literally I started on March 2nd and things in D.C. started to close down 16th of March. Um, but in that sense, we've been talking a lot just about what is the narrative of ACB, and I can't think of a time more important now than ever to really sort of help it with Eric, you know, overseeing development, you oversee a lot of the communications for the organization, and essentially what's the narrative, what is the value we bring to folks that are generous enough to give us money, if it's foundations, corporations, or even individuals, which is our biggest collection of money in a lot of ways comes through individual donations. Uh, you know, it's, it's an excellent opportunity at this time, I think, in our country's history uh, to really sort of step up and, and, and really try to answer the call to, to help, you know, what groups like ACB do uh, on a much greater scale. Because it's not just about, you know, reaching our individuals who are members, but there's so many millions of Americans out there who are low vision or blind that don't even know who we are. Uh, there are the families that work with their mothers and fathers that are low vision or their children and, and don't know who we are. And, and this is a time in our history when isolation, we're really wrestling with isolation now. So, you know, I think a lot of the things that we know as people who are blind in our narrative you know, help really give a sense of a great sense of energy uh, and enthusiasm to sort of tackle the challenges that lie ahead uh, for ACP, but for all nonprofits in our country right now. So it's an exciting time to come on board, and I'm glad to be back. Couldn't happen at a better time, I think. Well, we are really glad to have you back. Um, you you brought a lot of energy and excitement. If, if it's possible to get excited, a lot of people are saying, to um, into the, the um, Capitol Hill things. Eric, before you, had, had done such a great job on Capitol Hill as well. And, you know, the two of you sort of just really um, sparked interest, a lot of interest, and, and we, you know, ACB's always been an advocacy organization, always interested in legislation, always interested in pushing things forward, and has, and has done a great job in those areas, but, but you two, each with a, a different style, um, but really has made, made that interesting, 
Um, I, I remember going to one legislative seminar while you were in that in, in the, the the advocacy and governmental affairs position where you kind of gave a, a talk about uh, it was almost like a, a sit down and have a chat with us it, it was I almost felt like you were talking directly to us individually about about how to relate to those staffers when we got up on Capitol Hill and talked to them and um, it just was really impressive and I've been to a lot of those seminars and um, I, I just that that was a, a really great presentation. I, I think that you know your style, um, and, and and that can translate well into into development areas. That the style of being able to communicate with people on whatever at whatever level they are they are is just um, th that's a talent, and and I and I think that um, I think this would be a, a great a great step forward I, I hope I hope that you um, it, it's a tough time to come into all this but but as you say it, it, it's got if you view it that here's opportunity um, there's there ought to be plenty of that out there and uh, I, I'm sure that that you're gonna gonna take that challenge um, I, I've think that um, one of the things, I mean, the immediate challenge is to uh, take a convention that was going to be in Chicago and and turn it into a virtual convention that still has sponsors and partners and all the programs go on. And um, it's. I think we're really fortunate to have a person who's going to be leading that up, who's been to those conventions and knows how you know knows what happens at the in-person convention, and now can take that and change it into what's going to be happening in July. How do you how do you um, see some of this playing out? I mean, I know you don't have can't. You know, I'm not asking for you to give us specifics, but just what. What can some people out there say? Oh well, we won't have sponsors, and we won't have this, and we won't have that. And and so, um, what would you say to them uh, about those I kinds think of things? In a lot of ways, ACB mm. has been real fortunate over the years. So many of our corporate partners that have really been champions for us. And, mm -hmm. and it's always most seen at the convention, right? We have your diamond sponsors, right. double diamond, or, you know, the sponsors. You know, it's an opportunity to really show off in a sense with corporations that are our partners, that are, that are our friends, they're part of our family, I'd say. Yes. And as much as it pains me to not be in Chicago or, you know, the Chicago suburbs, I, I lived four years in Chicago, and there were probably four of the most formative years of my life. Like, just, I, I was, at the time, in a group called the Jesuits, which is a Catholic religious order, for those that know me, of, of my 30 years, seven of them were spent in sort of religious ministry. And, mm -hmm. and you know, essentially what all this is is relationship building, right? Right. Uh, people got to believe in something. If it's religion or if it's a, a philosophy or a campaign, we as humans strive for things to believe in, right? And in this sense of relationship building and building partnerships that are lasting partnerships, you know, it's, it's working with people and walking with them. So much of this has been, been done for thousands of years in the way humans just have reacted and fostered beliefs that bring people along with them for the ride, as it were. You know, so much of that is, is building these relationships, and we've been very fortunate already in hearing from so many of our corporate partners that they are 
they are with us for the ride, even though we're sort of on, on new territory. Um, you know, they're they're excited as well. And while everything is not totally painted out like a like the way a, a you know portrait might be painted by a painter and the whole vision is in the head and right. it's just getting on the oil, we may not be totally there yet. Um, but we definitely are moving at an extremely great great pace. I think with the leadership of Janet Pickleman, folks know that has been leading the convention and, and Eric and Dan Spoon are, are you know president of ACB at really creating something I think that's going to be inspiring. In a lot of ways, you know, as much as it pains me that I won't be on Lake Michigan this summer, um, you know, what times I'd be able to break away from convention or the days after convention, spending time on Lake Michigan and Chicago Shore. It's going to be exciting to think of the, the opportunity of people that will be able to touch with this convention more than throughout all of ACB's history because the amount of energy I think that we're putting in now to make a convention that's accessible to everybody, all not just all of our members, but to every person who's blind or visually impaired or knows somebody that's blind or visually impaired, but the loved one or somebody that they can they can somehow, you know, be touched by what we're doing this summer. And I think in that sense it's a it's a huge opportunity for the organization, which is one of the reasons I'm so enthusiastic that we've been able to take a, you know, essentially, um, you know, what has been a huge chan challenge and a huge struggle by the board. We had so many people on the board call the other week um, at the end of end of March when the decision was made, and, and there were hundreds of people online listening um, and hearing each board member genuinely work through this shows you that there's leadership that is very passionate and most passionate about the members. I mean, the decision to to cancel the board convention by the board to cancel the convention was no easy. But they did it because they put the members first, right? And I think with this convention, we'll be able to put all the members first. So, you know, in that sense, when we talk to our corporate partners and other folks, we can say, look, you know, the reach is going to be, I think, in some sense, our hope is exponentially larger and, and, and greater in a sense. So, you know, I, I encourage everybody to, to come along for the ride because it's, while it's going to be the most non-traditional convention we've ever had as an organization, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of great things that come out of it that hopefully can impact us to when we're in Phoenix next year and when we're eventually back in Chicago a few years down the road, hopefully. Um, you know, we can, in a sense, really continue some of the things we're learning how to do this summer by being forced, you know, as you say, necessity of some other invention. Yes. Um, you know, I think in some ways our conventions from now on are going to be different, but, but in a much greater way that continues to keep people around the whole country engaged. And that's what's exciting about this summer. You know, Tony, I firmly believe that people are put into places um, for that they that they often are in places for a reason at at a, at a, at a time that it, they're needed there. Um, and with having people like Janet, having Eric as the executive director, and having Dan as the president, ACB is extremely fortunate to have those those three people and and now to have you as the the person that's driving all of the development issues many of which not just sponsorships but many of which center around this convention you know the walk that's its focus is around the convention the the braille form raffle you can go down all kinds of areas and and find where you need in, in all of them there needs to be someone who's kind of coordinating that effort and and I think that this 
is we are, that ACB is extremely fortunate to have you four people at this point in time to to work through this this very different thing that quite honestly we don't have three months to plan it because registration is going to open toward the end of May so really there's only a, a few weeks and and while some of that some of the participation comes up after registration especially with some of the um like the like the um the corporate partners out there who will come in and do some sessions and, and list them um pretty late in the process uh, this time we're not going to be hampered by who can and who can't be at convention to present a session so I think there's going to be all kinds of opportunities that come forward, but it takes people who really have the vision for making that special um, to to bring it off. And, uh, well, and I, I think you all are going to bring it off in spades, you know? Well, I mean, we most definitely hope so. I think it's important to stress, too, though, that, I mean, you're right, working under Eric, I mean, you know, I've loved working under Eric over the years. I consider him a coast player, not just, you know, he's my boss, but, um, and having Dan as president, you know, it, it, it's, it's good to be with people that, that motivate you. Um, yes. But, but, you know, we have to remember that the members helped get us to where we are today. We would be in a much different situation if it wasn't the work when, like, you were on the board, Carla, and, and leading in, in the sense of managing the, the assets and finances of ACB to really help get us in this situation, to start taking those steps to get us where we are today. It's been a, a m many years in the making to get us to a point where we have, you know, fairly weathered much better than a lot of nonprofits, these, these turbulent waters, as it were. Um, you know, so we're lucky with, that we're able to have, you know, money in reserve and, and investments that made that we're not hit as, as bad as many nonprofits. I mean, the reality is there's a lot of, many nonprofits are going to have to close their doors this year, and it's very sad. It, it amplifies our need even greater as just consumer organizers that work on human rights and social justice issues and civil rights and things like that on a large scale. But, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't be where we are today without the work that you and so many other members of ACB and, and leaders of ACB have done over the years to, to get us to this point now. And, you know, so we've been, we've been fortunate in making that move to Alexandria where the new headquarters is um, and really with Eric taking the helm and, and the work that the board was doing over the years when you were on the board uh, to really help get us in this strong situation. You know, it's, um, I've, I've learned over the years in so many nonprofits I've worked with, uh, um, you know, uh, there's a sense that a sailor has when you know the ship is built well in stormy seas. And you know a ship can take a beating when the waves are rough and, and the night is dark and you don't know what lies over the horizon. And so thanks especially to the members of the board, past board, and uh, people like yourself that have helped help get us to build this solid ship that is weathering these seas so well right now. Well, you know, that it, that's just a really, that's really encouraging. ACB has had some pretty rough times over the years. I was on the board well, many years ago when it was pretty rough. It was pretty close to disappearing. I think when you have some rough times um, and you come out of that stronger, than you were before, and then you may have another time, another step back, and you have to work on it and come out, and you come out of it a little stronger than you were the first time around. 
And so this time, when we know that there are going to be some rough places, just because of this amazing, this unbelievable change, I feel like I'm in a science fiction novel, you know? It's like we're living in some kind of crazy dream right now. Who would have thought, when you came to work on March 2, that you know, just a tiny bit over a month later that we'd be, you know, that we'd all be sitting at home and a lot of people be out of work and all that stuff. But it's not going to be the disaster that it would have been before. So with that being said, um, for things like the walk and, mm-hmm. uh, and the other fundraisers, of course, I'm totally into the mini mall. Um, but yeah. all of these things, they're not going to work exactly the same as they did before. But um, I, I'm assuming that they are all going to have a little different look. But we are hoping that everybody will be able to participate in um, a virtual way in in many things. And um, are you seeing, as you relate to people as people contact you about things are you seeing that that people are are excited about getting into the virtual um, the virtual concept of some of these things for the most part yeah I'd say they are and, and you know because I think there's a lot of excitement at what what potential there is there in I mean mm-hmm. you know it's been said that as a population people are blind we're used to talking on the phone as it were listening right I mean this is going to be a medium I think that translates well to to those we want to try to communicate to Mm -hmm. and and in a sense of being able the the, the opportunity of being able to reach a much larger scale knowing that it's real hard for people to come out to convention because it's a cost yes time um you know it's it's a sense that some people may not be feeling independent enough in their blindness to 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 step out and travel to new cities or unfamiliar places yes you know and so in a sense i think the potential that lies therein, right? How many people we have the chance to reach this year that are our members or people that could become members? Um, you know, I think that I think that in of itself is, is a real great uh, sense of enthusiasm, you know, building enthusiasm amongst the people to say, you know what, this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's going to be challenges, and there's going to be headaches, and you know, things are going to be different. Changes. Some some people always need to be sort of dragged into change. It's never easy. To <laughs> even people that want to do it enthusiastically. Right. But in that sense, I think there's, there's a, at the leadership level, a strong enough sense of momentum going into this that says, you know what, we're going to overcome this. Because, I mean, hey, we overcame being blind, right, in a sense for a lot of us, and overcome the obstacles of trying to get jobs and trying to, you know, that this at the end of the day is not a huge obstacle for us. It's, it's um, representing a group of individuals across the country that have overcome so many other challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do this, so it's going to be exciting to see see it come to life. And I think that's a, that's a general spirit that exists amongst a lot of our leaders in the membership. So. i got to ask you, totally off this one particular subject, but not off the convention subject, I bet you have two boys who are disappointed they're not going to be going to the now, Explorers Club. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, especially one of them. I, I took one of them on an overnight train ride all the way back to Chicago to go to his favorite hot dog joint. Oh. And when I told him we're not going to be able to go to Max's on Adams Street, uh, he was quite down. But you know what? I, I'm going to talk to Jana. We're going to try to see if we can maybe do a Zoom meetup for the kids. Oh, and, that would you know, be so some fun. Because some of those kids get a chance to see each other. You know, it's like, uh, you know, my boys have gone to, you know, maybe three of the camps. 
right? and, and gotten to know some of those kids. So, you know, there's ways that we even we can in, in, include our children involved and have a meet yeah. up with them and maybe, uh, you know, I'll get some ice cream or something one night and do it on Zoom. Yeah, how fun. So, yeah, I, I thought that they might be just a tad disappointed. So, yeah, I think they were yeah. glad, you know, you said at the mid-year that they were real glad when they found yeah, out they yeah, could yeah, be yeah. going back to the convention this summer. Well, a swimming pool and Dad being too busy to tell them what not to do, who, what kid doesn't love that? You know, <laughs> no, no. How about that? So, yeah. Yep. Well, Tony, thank you so much for being on Sound Prince with us today and we're so glad welcome back to ACB and hopefully we'll be talking to you several times about projects or you letting us know how we can help um, you know please feel free and there'll be always a time on Sound Prince to promote whatever you think we need to promote well uh, you know now I'm going to be the guy banging the, the, the cup as it were asking for money but <laughs> Um, you know, we have given so much through volunteering, which is another huge way people give. Yes. And so if it's, if it's through money or through time, it's just as valuable. So right. thanks to everybody, all the listeners that have, that have yeah. given, if, if not given money, have given their time to ACB. Because we, we greatly appreciate that value just as much. And time does have a value. People yeah. will say, well, I, I don't have anything I can give. That time is, what is it now? Uh, a volunteer hour is worth something like twenty-two or twenty-three dollars to an organization. Yeah, they, they track that. They, those hours add up. Yes. And it's a huge gross part of our gross domestic GDP in America. That often is not, you know, nonprofits across the board. We're going to wrestle that over the next year about that loss of volunteer GDP if nonprofits close their doors. So mm-hmm. give what you can, however you can give. That's, that's right. kind of what we hope to be able to tell people. Right. Well, thank you so much, and, and welcome back. Thanks, Carl. My pleasure. Take care. Page three. Parliamentary procedure in action. Part one. Based on Russell's handbook, The How in Parliamentary Procedure, with special reference to Robert's Rules of Order. Parliamentary procedure is based on four democratic principles. One, it recognizes majority rule. Two, it protects the rights of the minority. Three, it protects the rights and privileges of the individual. Four, it protects the rights of absentees. Getting ready for the meeting. Last week, we didn't have enough chairs. The members responsible prepare the meeting room. Does everyone have his report ready? The officers and committee chairman should have their reports ready by meeting time. Hi, Garland. Hi, Suzanne. The roll may be checked by the secretary as the members enter the room. Ross. Kathy. Jimmy. Count the members if only the total number present is important. Call the roll if it is important to know who is present. Let's see. I don't believe Kenneth and Ruth are on any committees at the present time. The president should have a list of the members of all committees before him to serve as a guide in appointing a new committee. 
tap, don't bang. Use the gavel with discretion. One tap should be sufficient to call the meeting to order. I'm sorry, but the members in the back of the room are making too much noise. The gavel can't talk. Say what you want when you use the gavel. Can you hear me in the back of the room? Tone your voice to the size of the room. Don't shout. Don't whisper. Speak distinctly. The order of business. The meeting will please come to order. The chairman calls the meeting to order at the appointed time. This afternoon, we are fortunate to have as our guest speaker a man who was... Special programs of a serious nature may be scheduled early in the meeting. We will have the reading of the minutes of the previous meeting. The chairman calls for the minutes of the previous meeting. A regular meeting of the Huntsville High School senior class was held. The minutes of the previous meeting are read by the secretary. Are there any corrections to the minutes? The chairman asks the members if the report is correct. If not, they stand approved as read. The members approve the secretary's report by general consent. Mr. President, I believe the amount voted for the junior-senior dance was $100, not $200. If a member should find a mistake in the minutes, the correction should be made. If there are no further corrections, the minutes are approved as corrected. The members then approve the corrected report. Our treasurer, James Haw, will now submit his report. The chairman calls for the report of the treasurer. The treasurer wishes to submit the following report. The treasurer submits his report of receipts and expenses. Are there any questions concerning the report of the treasurer? Thank you, James, for your report. The treasurer's report is subject to audit. It is not approved until the auditing committee makes its regular report. Bobby Klimp will now report on the publicity committee. The chairman calls for standing committee reports. The publicity committee wishes to report that. Standing committees make their reports. We will now have the report of the Halloween party committee. The chairman calls for special committee reports. The Halloween party committee wishes to submit the following report. When advisable, a copy of the report is provided for the secretary. Unfinished business is now in order. If the minutes do not indicate items of unfinished business, there is no reason to ask for unfinished business. The meeting is now open for consideration of new business. The chairman calls for new business. If there is no further business, we will be entertained by the high school folk singers. Special programs of entertainment should follow the business meeting. I move we adjourn. I second the motion. The motion to adjourn is seconded but never discussed. 
Those in favor of the motion to adjourn the meeting say aye. Aye. Those opposed to the motion say no. The chairman calls for the vote on adjournment. If there is no further business, the meeting is adjourned. Or, if the business is obviously complete, the chairman may adjourn the meeting by general consent. We will now meet in the cafeteria for games and refreshments. Recreation and refreshments should come after the meeting is adjourned. Typical order of business. One, call to order. Two, special program of a serious nature, if any. Three, reading of the minutes. Four, financial report. Five, committee reports. Six, unfinished business, if any. Seven, new business. Eight, special program, if any. Nine, adjournment. Ten, recreation and refreshments, if any. Parliamentary procedure in action. Part two. The presiding officer. Will the vice president please come to the chair? The president may leave the chair in an emergency by calling upon another officer. There is nothing to justify the unfortunate habit some chairmen have of constantly speaking on questions before the assembly. Madam Chairman. Sydney. If the president is not presiding, the members address the presiding officer as Mr. President or Madam Chairman. Will the president please resume the chair? When the president returns to the meeting, the temporary chairman, at the first opportunity, should ask the president to resume his station. The introduction of new business. Mr. President? Garland? A member rises, addresses the chair, and is recognized by the chairman. I move that our club purchase a new United States flag. The member may state his proposed plan of action by coming directly to the point. Nearly everyone is talking about the condition of our school flag. I believe we should be proud of how our flag looks. Or he may give a reason or explain why he is introducing a motion before he actually states a motion. Therefore, I move that our club buy a new United States flag. Don't make a motion and discuss it all in the same sentence. When necessary, a motion can be prefaced by a few words of explanation which must not become a speech. I second the motion. Another member seconds the motion. The motion dies for the lack of a second. Is there any further business? Or the motion dies for the lack of a second when none is offered. Second the motion promptly. The chairman need not ask the trite question. Do I hear a second? Do not say, I make a motion. I move you. 
do say. I move. It is moved and seconded that our club purchase a new United States flag. The chair states the question on the motion. The motion is now open for discussion. The chairman calls for discussion of the proposed action. Avoid being monotonous. The chairman may vary his terminology in many ways. The motion is now open for discussion. Are there any remarks on the motion? Is there any discussion? I, too, believe we need a new flag. The one we have now has ragged edges. A member must rise and be recognized by the chairman before discussing the proposed motion. It is not our responsibility to provide a new flag. I believe the school should buy the flag. Every member has the right to express his opinion. And in conclusion, I wish to say... The chairman may be seated during lengthy periods of discussion. Maybe we shouldn't. Excuse me, Garland, but you can't talk against your own motion. The person who made the motion cannot talk against it, but he can, if he wishes, vote against the motion. The request for information. Mr. Chairman, may I ask how much a new flag will cost? Proceed with the meeting when the question is answered. My father bought one for the church and it cost $16. The chairman cannot participate in the discussion. He may, however, present facts not known to the other members. You're stupid for saying that. Me! You're the one that's stupid! Members do not indulge in personalities or talk directly to each other. I suggest that the members be recognized before they speak. The chairman must be tactful. He should avoid the use of the words, you are out of order. Question! A member may suggest that discussion stop and that the motion be voted upon by saying, question. Never call for the question when someone else has the floor. Oops. If there is no further discussion of the motion to purchase a new flag, we shall proceed to vote. Calling question does not necessarily stop discussion. It merely indicates that at least one person is ready to vote. The formal motion to close debate may be necessary if a few members continue to discuss the motion after the issues have been presented. The motion to close debate the previous question. I move to close debate and vote on the motion. I second the motion. It requires a two-thirds vote to stop debate. One may also say, I move that the debate be closed. Or, I move the previous question. Or, I move to stop the discussion. If there is no further information to be presented, we shall proceed to vote on the motion to purchase a new United States flag. The chairman should bring the discussion to a close when it is obvious the debate has served its purpose. Those in favor of the motion to purchase a United States flag, raise their right hands. 
For certain age groups or situations, a show of hands may be advisable. Those in favor say aye. Aye! The chair may call for an affirmative voice vote. Those opposed say no. No. The chair then calls for the negative vote. The ayes have it. The motion is carried. The chairman announces the result of the voting. Division of the assembly. How to secure a counted vote. I call for a division. When the voting is by voice and a member does not agree with the announcement, he may ask for a division of the assembly. When a division is wanted, do not use the appeal. The chair's announcement of the result of a vote is not a ruling and is not subject to appeal. If a member doubts the correctness of such an announcement result, however, he should call for a division. A division is called for. We shall vote again. Those in favor of the motion to purchase a United States flag, please stand. The chairman must immediately take a standing vote if a division is called for. Those opposed, please stand. He may ask the secretary, parliamentarian, or other members to count the votes. To refer the motion to a committee. I move to refer the motion to a committee of three to be appointed by the president to act for the club. The motion to refer to a committee may include the manner of appointment, the number on the committee, and the powers. The committee appointed to act for the organization carries out the wishes of the organization and reports what was done. No motion is necessary as the work done by the committee was approved before the committee was appointed. The committee appointed to investigate reports the facts it finds. A motion or vote is not necessary for acceptance of the report. The facts are used in deciding upon appropriate action. The committee appointed to investigate and prepare recommendations, one, gathers facts, two, prepares recommendations, and three, presents recommendations to the group in the form of a motion. Parliamentary Procedure in Action Part 3 Parliamentary Inquiry Mr. President, I rise to a parliamentary inquiry. What is your question? I would like to know the proper procedure to follow in the case of... If you do not know what to do, ask. The motion to table a motion. I move to table the motion. The motion to table is used to lay aside an item of business temporarily in order to attend to more important business. Don't lay a motion on the table for the purpose of killing or postponing it. The object is to lay the pending question aside temporarily. I'm sorry, Ray, but the motion to lay on the table is undebatable. It is the responsibility of the chairman to insist upon correct parliamentary procedure. The motion to suspend the rules. Bylaws cannot be suspended. I move to suspend the rule of this club that a meeting be held every Tuesday night. Sometimes it is necessary to follow a procedure which is ordinarily against the rules of the club. 
requires a two-thirds vote. The motion to take from the table. I move that the motion that our club by a motion picture machine be taken from the table. A tabled motion cannot be taken from the table unless another item of business has been transacted since the motion was tabled. The motion to postpone to a certain time. I move that the question be postponed to our next regular meeting. This motion is used to delay action to another day. The motion to table is often used incorrectly for this purpose. The motion to postpone indefinitely. I move that the motion be postponed indefinitely. This motion is used to kill a motion without bringing it to a vote. The motion to table is often used incorrectly for this purpose. The motion to amend. Motions may be amended by one, adding words, two, striking out words, and three, substituting words. I move to amend the motion by adding the words not to exceed $10 after the word expense. I second the motion. After the member has secured recognition from the chair, he states the proposed amendment. It has been moved and seconded that the words not to exceed $10 be added to the motion. Is there any discussion concerning the amendment? The chairman restates the amendment and calls for discussion. The amendment is necessary because our money is limited. We... Well, it seems to me you can't take a trip on $10. After securing proper recognition from the chair, the proposed amendment may be discussed. If there is no further discussion on the proposed amendment to add the words not to exceed $10, we shall proceed to vote. The chairman repeats the amendment. Those in favor of the amendment say aye. Aye. Those opposed say no. No. The ayes have it. The amendment is carried. The chairman calls for and announces the result of the vote on the amendment. The motion now reads, is there any discussion on the amended motion? The chairman restates the motion as amended and calls for discussion of the amended motion. Those in favor of the amended motion say aye. Aye. Those opposed say no. No! no. The motion is lost. The chairman calls for and announces the result of the vote on the amended motion. If the proposed amendment does not carry, the original motion is still before the group as if no amendment had been offered. The point of order. I rise to the point of order. Please state your point. A member may rise to a point of order without waiting to be recognized. I'm sorry, but the motion to suspend the rules requires a two-thirds vote. The member explains the nature of the violation. The speaker is correct. The motion does require a two-thirds vote. The motion is lost since two-thirds of the members did not vote for the motion. The chairman indicates his decision. The appeal. 
I appeal from the decision of the chair. The member may appeal when the chair does not convince him that the ruling is correct. Those who agree with the decision of the chair, please raise their right hands. Those who do not agree, please raise their right hands. The group decides who is correct. The request to withdraw... Mr. President, I wish to withdraw my motion. If there is no objection, the motion is withdrawn. If there is an objection, the request to withdraw a motion must be voted upon. The motion to reconsider. I move that we reconsider the question of sending a delegate to the National Convention. This motion must be made by a member who originally voted on the prevailing side. The motion to rescind, repeal. I move we repeal the motion passed at our last meeting that we send a delegate to the National Convention. The motions to rescind and to reconsider are out of order if something has been done which the club cannot undo. To rescind requires a two-thirds vote. How to make nominations. The nominating committee wishes to submit the following report. For President, George Russell. For Secretary? The Chairman of the Nominations Committee submits recommendations. Don't vote to accept the report of the Nominating Committee. No vote on the Nominating Committee's report should be taken. Are there further nominations for the Office of President? The Chairman must always ask if there are further nominations. Do not move that nominations cease to prevent a second name from being offered. This motion is not in order until a reasonable opportunity to make nominations has been given. Don't move that nominations cease and that we elect by acclamation. The motion is not a good one because the motion to close nominations requires a two-thirds vote while the motion to elect requires only a majority. If there are no further nominations, nominations are closed and we shall proceed to vote. The chairman may close nominations by general consent. Don't wait for a motion to close nominations if it is obvious that no further nominations are to be offered. If there is no response, he normally declares that nominations are closed and proceeds with the voting even when only one name has been offered for the office. Those in favor of George Russell for president say aye. Aye! Those opposed say no. Voting may be by voice when only one name has been offered. Otherwise, a counted vote is in order until one receives a majority vote. Are there any other nominations for the office of secretary? The election proceeds until each office is filled. Are there additional nominations? Mr. Chairman, I wish to nominate David Nolan. It is not necessary to second nominations. Do not vote on nominations in reverse order. Candidates are voted on in the order in which they were nominated.
If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.